Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of The Blacksmith's Furnace with me, Robert. And me, Pete. Yeah. Moses is still in Greece. Yeah. And me, the Greek babes. What? What's it, Helen Greek? Helen or Trey? Isn't Trey in Greece? No, because the Greeks, it was Troy, it was, the, it was Troy versus the Greeks, wasn't it? Was it? I think so. Well, anyway, was more... Helen of Troy? Yeah. But isn't Troy in Greece? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I think. I actually can't remember this. I thought they were Romans. What? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. No, Achilles and Nemlot were, were Greek. I think so. Achilles no, and Nemlot were Greek. Sorry? Helen and that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Helen was the wife of Achilles' uh, king, isn't it? I don't even know. But anyway, I want Moses to bring you back a babies like Helen. I'm not serious. A, a babies that you start wars with. A, a babies that can launch <laughs> a thousand ships. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. So anyway, so yeah, because of like the group, someone on WhatsApp and stuff, I always end up with like bare random stuff on my phone. Some of it quite suspect. Some of it. We won't go into that. One of the images I came across was this Halloween costume. So it's labelled as man. And in it, it contains a daishiki, a wig, a pair of glasses, and a medallion. So it's obviously trying to portray the black person of today. And interestingly enough, the, the guy who is um, modelling modeling it is a white man. Um, I found that quite interesting. What, what do you guys think about such a thing? Just before we continue, I don't know if we've introduced Marion. Oh yeah, I didn't. Oh my day, sorry. I was caught with Helen. Well, yeah. All right. <laughs> so yeah, Marion, a special guest with us today. Mm. Um, so yeah, so, so Marion, what do you think about, about this costume? Yeah, um, I think that, I think that it depends on um, the intent, like on why he decided to put on this, this costume. Um, because really Halloween is meant to be like seen as a day where, you know, you put on a costume that is, you know, meant to be scary or nowadays a bit more like sort of to take the mick. Um, and I think that if he's put on this Halloween costume, um, you know, that's meant to sort of depict like a black person, um, then then what is his what is his reason behind it? I think it's very um it's not good. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's. I don't think it's. Uh, it's good at all. Yeah, I mean, you know, Halloween's reserved for the dressing up as monsters, dressing up as werewolves, as zombies. You know, stick it in dressing up as a black man. I mean, it's evident what you're trying to say, isn't it? it I, I don't see it. I can see why some people might make it sound like it's an ironic kind of joke, but I, I think it's in bad taste. Mm. Yeah. So, but why do you think that? It's as bad if a black person were, were to put on the costume of a white person, such as a Scottish person, to like wear the kilt, wear the hat, have the bagpipes, you mm-hmm. know, and, and all them things there. Personally, I think it's because black people have more, more, more to be upset about. If, if you, like, if I'm always doing something to hurt you, the one time that you do something to hurt me, just by virtue of the principle, I'm not allowed to be as upset, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, I think that it'd be interesting actually to find out what um, you know other white, white people would think if if a black person was to show up in a kilt and and bagpipes and everything. Like, 
because once again it, it would it just boils down to why are you wearing this like what's the reason what's the purpose behind it mm. and i just don't think it's really funny mm. but i agree but going back to your point about black black people having so much more to be to, to be angry about mm. not to be insensitive but like <laughs> how much longer are, are we going to use that as as an excuse no, not necessarily as an excuse, but in, in like for this situation, because I have, actually have thoughts on that. Um, but in this situation where, you know, you've got the whole... I, I, I don't know if this fits under black uh, exploitation, like black culture exploitation or whatever, but, you know, portraying a black... Uh, portraying a white guy portraying a black guy and presenting it as scary. I, I think it, it's one of those things where it's... It's not necessarily that we, you know... It's not necessarily an excuse, but it's like, don't go there. Like, if that makes sense, like mm. you you can't go there because, <laughs> for whatever we well for reasons we'll get to, your ancestors have done stuff that means you can't go there. But then, but but then surely if if white people can't go there, black people shouldn't go there. We shouldn't. We shouldn't. But I, I think mm-hmm. the reason why it, it's not the case because it is. It is. I mean the the natural or not not the natural but the actual the actuality of the of the situation is the fact that you know black we it's almost like black privilege if that makes sense yeah. like it's it's almost black privilege to be afforded the the luxury of being upset about certain things um that white uh, people don't have yeah badly. I see it slightly differently mm. um personally, I think that it's something where um i think black people have got to this point of you know we're just never taken seriously never taken seriously enough really um to the point that i think that it's something where we feel that maybe white people um think that it's okay to take the mick out of us and Mm. even if we backlash what can we really do about it Mm. and that's just seen pretty much through even you know obviously the events that have been happening in america um it's that kind of thing where you know you can get filmed you can take a picture of the whole situation but still will be able to laugh in your face because you won't be able to do anything about it Mm. um and here's a case where this guy has been able to dress up in a halloween outfit and what's really become of him um i just think that they i mean you shouldn't you shouldn't feel confident enough and comfortable enough to come out and do something that you know is going to offend other people um but they don't they don't see it that way whereas i think that a black person would think you know have second thoughts about wearing a scottish outfit or whatever because they'd know the backlash that will come you know (laughs) Mm. to us is, is, is a slightly different level than what happens to 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 a white person i mean to go slightly off topic could you, or would you say it's similar to the the situation like we had in France with I am Charlie? Is it I am Charlie something? That oh, yeah. You, you know you had you had sorry. Hebdo, Charlie. Hebdo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where you had you know these freedom of speech satirical uh, satire guys um, making fun of the Prophet Muhammad. And the backlash at the world, they got exploded. They got <laughs> you know, that was, that was a backlash. But then that wasn't the first time they've made fun of the Pope. They've made fun of Jesus Christ. They've made fun of God. Um, would you say it's a similar situation where the backlash, when the backlash is extreme, you know, you, you think twice about doing it, whereas when a Christian is very much turning the other cheek? Um, 
I'm very careful about comparing the two. Mm. Um, <laughs> I think I was even about to go there with the Halloween outfit. Like, let's just say it was somebody in a hijab or, mm. um, you know, trying to dress up as a terrorist and all that kind of stuff. It's just really insensitive. Um, and I think that, like, now in a society where, you know, we're trying to be multicultural and trying to be acceptant of, of other people, then I think people should be, you know, trying to respect other people at the same time. Um, we're trying to respect people's differences. And so that Charlie Hebdo thing, I think it's quite insensitive of them to be taking the mick out of people in the first place. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that one's a difficult one. And, and what, like I said, I think it's a bit of a sensitive one as well because mm-hmm. a lot of people, you know, um, some people have passed away through it and yeah, <laughs> I yeah. wouldn't really want to go there. I yeah. think comparing Christians to Muslims, mm. like, I feel like Muslims take their faith a lot more seriously than Christians do mm. in a sense that like you can't say anything offensive because of, of, of like how, how much they esteem Allah and like all their customs and stuff yeah. with Christianity I feel like in this day and age we're, we're trying to be as inclusive as possible mm. so we let a lot of, so, so we let a lot of things slide mm. and so like a lot of stuff that we would find offen- that we should find offensive we don't, which, which is why you've, you've got shows like Family Guy and Simpsons mm. that can have like Jesus Christ um, in a in a limousine with strippers and and people think it's funny. Mm. Mm. But mm. trying to do that with about Muhammad, you just see the way <laughs> hell will be just raised. I mean, the, the reason I actually brought that in the first place is then what what Marin, what you said. Um, yeah. uh, I think I should say Dr. Brooks. Well, Dr. Brooks, what you said. Because <laughs> um, it makes it sound more official. I like it. <laughs> um, with the sense of the black people are not taken seriously. In the same way with Christianity, you know, like you, like you said, a lot of things we allow slide because we're trying to be more inclusive. Do you feel like similar has occurred with the, with the black with the black community in general in the sense of, we don't necessarily take ourselves seriously. I mean, slavery and that apart um, aside, today's day and age, would you say we don't take ourselves seriously, and thus it's not it's easier for other races to not take us seriously? Definitely, I, I can understand. I think I think that we're I think that we're definitely improving. Um, you know, you see like the marches that have been taking place, mm. um, and just generally like the stand that we that we take i think we're we're starting to you know make movements but i think it's been difficult because we've been suppressed for a very long time and so really it's taken a while to get to that stage where we're confident in ourselves there's been like a long term sort of like mental suppression i feel like sort of from from um you know sort of slavery days really um and all that's happened from then and i think that we're now getting to that point where it's like no actually we are equal and in fact there are many other like white people out there who are trying to you know fight on our behalves in that sense as well um and you know who are part of like that whole black lives matter kind of movement um and it's all about the fact that I think everyone's coming to that realization that no, everyone really is equal. Like we do not need to be going through this at this stage. Mm. Um, yeah, and and so maybe I can I can understand what you're saying, but I don't think that. Obviously, I'm going to say no one. I do not condone, and no one should be trying to kill anybody. Um, oh yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. for just yeah, just to make a point. I don't think that's right. I so, mean, I mean that I that. 
Sorry, go on. Finish, finish it. Finish the point. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that, for instance, like, you know, on, on the Christianity side of things, if people are taking the mic, it's not very, it's not very nice. Um, and I don't think it should be something that's allowed. But at the same time, I think that we are, you know, we're a religion, you know, that kind of speaks about love. And so, you know, people, you know, we've, you can see it even back in Jesus' days, you know, everyone's getting ridiculed and persecuted, but you don't go out there and, and then suddenly do this huge backlash. You just try and teach the right thing, and I think that's all that we're trying to do, and, and I think it's fine. I mean, to be to be a little bit controversial, um, sure. <laughs> I, think, I think that actually speaks more to the nature of the religion in a sense of, in Christianity, as Marianne, as you said, you know, the idea of turning the other cheek and all of that is very much a part of what it means to be Christian. Whereas, and again, you know, I don't necessarily read Arabic. I don't necessarily read the Quran. I haven't noticed these things for myself. But from scholars and people that have studied it, Islam in and of itself does have, like, there are aspects, or at least there are aspects of the Quran that are interpreted as if someone takes the mick out of the Prophet Muhammad, if someone takes the mick like there are aspects of the Quran that justify or are, that can be interpreted to justify the actions that are taken. So I think that goes to, you know, and I say that only only to point out the fact, you know, that Christianity is not the same as Islam. You know, I, I've started hearing some people try to um to to draw some sort of parallels parallels between them and there will be because they have the same patriarch uh, Abraham but they're not the same Allah is not Jehovah um, uh, contrary to what the Pope might say I, I think I would take it as not the same in maybe a different way but mm. I I mean as you say like, I'm also one of those people who haven't gone through the Quran or anything like that mm. but I mean the nicest people I know are oh, yeah. Yeah. Muslims and so I don't once again I think that yes exactly what you said in terms of interpretation mm. I think that Christian Christianity has also you know had its oh, yeah. uh, oh, times yeah. where it's been yep. interpreted yep. interpreted wrong as well and people end up you know dying and whatever so we, I just we think spoke that, about that didn't we? Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah I think I don't I wouldn't take that as like a concrete uh, or even a blanket thing about all Muslims yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So here's the question. What do you think that we as Christians can do? Okay, let's say black Christians. What do you, what do you think that we as black Christians can do to to help better white people's image of black people and have more respect for us? <laughs> so, okay. Um, I, I, I'm thinking as to whether or not to just step back, but let, let me try and answer, answer that just from my, my own personal opinion. I think... As a Christian first, and then as a black person, all I can do, I mean, with the platform that I have, you know, we've got the podcast, we talk, excuse me, um, my social media, everything about me portrays or gives some people that come into contact with me an understanding of what it means to be black, if that makes sense, and what it means to be a Christian. So I can... With whatever platform I have, I can affect the minds of those that are around me by what I present. And I think each and every individual has that power, at least for their circles, if that makes sense. So I think it's, it's just being, being what you perceive to be the right thing or, or being what you perceive to be yourself 
um, and, and, and presenting that as, as it is. I don't think you have to lie about anything. But that then takes me to the, to the point of, in as much as Mary said, we are making strides with the, with the marches and, you know, people coming out, Jesse Williams or whatever his face is. Um, I think we're still, we're still, we're, we're still not doing ourselves any favours. I'm thinking of, what's his face? Panda. Who, who did designer? Panda? Designer. All right, so... This, designer's hard. Just, just, uh, that's good, that's good. With all his mumble rap that no one understands. <laughs> that's cool. But this, for, for the greater population, for the greater population, things like that are what they will see as, as being black. So if you're referring to your ladies as hoes that you've got in Atlanta or whatever, with credit scammers and um, shooters or whatever. I mean, what image is that presenting? Does that make sense? Because rap, for the most part, has always been about the environment that you're in. Or hip-hop has always been about talking about what you see, what's going on. So these guys are all talking about drugs and, and, and killing each other and shooting and everyone hates the police. Not to say that that's the only situation, or not to say that that is the only thing. If we fix that, everything else is fixed. No. But that is a root, or that is a part of the root cause. And I think that's still something that we need to address, or that's still something that we need to, we need to figure out. I would argue, mm. so you've got your, your designer black people, mm. and then you've got your, your Peter black people, shall we say. Yeah. yeah? Um, both types of people mm. are there for people to see. Yeah. And if they're if they're choo- choosing to go to the designers, even if there's only one designer in like the whole entire world, like one type of person, mm. I feel like people would still be drawn to that because that's what that's what they want to see. So I, I don't think taking taking that out would would be it would. Mm, I don't think it would help as much as you think mm. because people just find something else of that nature. To gravitate towards, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, uh, Marion. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if you want to add anything just before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that it, it's definitely. Um, I can't say hip hop in general. Yeah, that kind of music, maybe. But um, yeah, I think some of that stuff is just being popularized. As you say, I think that they, um, it will always probably exist to some extent, um, and there will be people who like it. Um, obviously, it's a style of music. It's a, you know, it it, it it is a bit attractive, maybe. But um, once again, because I feel like it's been popularized, I feel like the media has been able to hype it up. It's been able to um, spread it a lot further than maybe somebody who's doing, I don't know, something more constructive. <laughs> um, and I think that's where where it's a bit sad. I think, as you say, Peter, it's it's the part that's highlighted about black people and obviously then that's where the stereotype or the the perspective of what a black person is like comes from Mm. um but i think it's very difficult to change the media like so it's but to be fair like it is about doing a lot more within our community within our communities having our own media like these kind of podcasts having people you know doing that you know trying to do their best to create the the perspective that they want to be you know out there mm. i think is really important 
What are you going to say? No, I can't remember. I can't remember I, what I, I going to say. Apart from, you know, what the media presents, that is also our reality. In the sense of, like, part of our culture is this idea, or or, or part of our culture that I see is this idea of it's all about the hustle and, you know, do whatever it takes. If that's robbing someone, then that's fine. Like, you know, that's that's almost part of our culture, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, it's... Uh, But where did it come from? It came from, like, hard times and, and, and trying to make ends meet and that being... The only way and you saw a problem. Why did that become a problem? What do you yeah. mean, why did that become a problem? Yeah, because wh- wh- where did it come from? How comes we were having to hustle? How comes it got to that stage where we were struggling? So, so going back to the root issue, I'm I'm guessing then it's you know once once the whole slavery thing and you know marginalizing black people and the intentional or what we can actually recognize is the intentional attempt to um to to weaken the black community but back in the day back back yeah, in yeah, but thinking, even before slavery i'm sure people were still hustling and doing whatever they had to do they, to... They, they absolutely were but i imagine it's it was kind of like what horsham is like now <laughs> in in the sense of if i look live, having lived in ghana and being in the villages and seeing how you know because you can almost imagine some places, and this was back like maybe 10, 15 years ago, were still kind of as they were before all of the because they hadn't progressed or developed air quotes um, as much. So it was still about we all go to the farm. Yes, you have the thieves that will go and steal some of your crops. Yes, you have family disputes. Yes, there was still crime. Um, but it was never as. The situations were never as harsh, simply because we all lived in the same area. We all kind of like dealt with stuff. It was all still families, it was all still villages, it was all still clans. Um, and the situations were never as harsh as I imagine they were when, you know, all black communities were marginalised or sent to the projects and it's intentionally left to, like, decay or it's intentionally ignored. Um, and, and I say that because I think historically you can prove that. You can prove that there was uh, deliberate, you know, ignoring the black community and, and marginalising them and um, bringing division in, in, in that sense. So I get where Marion is coming from in, in that that came from, um, from, from that slavery and from that oppression, uh, which came from, unfortunately, white people. <laughs> uh, unless I'm wrong, Marion, I mean, you're the one that's qualified on this. <laughs> I don't know about qualified, but I think that, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I've had a bit more, maybe a little bit of exposure, but I think, yeah. you know, we, we used to be, you know, very rich and, um, you know, we've, you know, probably, you know, about Mansa Musa, you know, the richest person in, in history, pretty much. Like, um, and it's, it's something where a lot was sort of taken from us. We moved then to like other lands, um, like Caribbean and stuff, mm. um, and then coming to places like in the West, like um, the UK, um, like you said, I mean, it's just something where we started off at the bottom. It's not being that we started off equals with with um, white people, and it's been 
a very hard time to get to a point where, you know, even they are now talking about diversity and um, all these kind of things. And, and it's um, it's just been an upward struggle, I think. And I, I feel like that whole mindset has been something that has been drilled into us, particularly those who have been born in the UK um, and even in the US. Um, and I, I think it's something that has taken a long time to to get over. Your parents will always pass on, you know, their experiences um, down to the next generation, down to the next generation. And that's always been something. I figure it's probably something that's spoken about in your homes um, as well. And I, and I guess even if we didn't need to hustle now as much as we did before, it's that mindset that has been passed on that, you you can't get as high as a white person so you need to you know work harder do maybe do the dodgy do whatever you have to do to to make it that kind of thing and it's um that's always been imprinted in our minds i think whereas you know you can only imagine how it might be different for some white people i say some because they weren't all slave owners but Mm. for some who where that money has actually passed on through their generations and they've started at the top so Mm. it's very it's not like they've had to start at the bottom trying to hustle upwards. Do you understand? So I think the background is quite different for 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 us all, basically. So is there a solution to to rewriting this mindset that we have within us? As yeah, a whole people I'm, as opposed I'll to go straight into that though. Um for instance there's um there's a really great guy he's a, called the black history man um he's robin walker um, <laughs> and he's got um like a, an 18 week free course that he does and there's also other courses the second course and third course they cost money and stuff but um it's about education i honestly believe it's about education it's about educating us about our history and it's about educating us about um our status now and the mindset that we should be having um, it's to get us out of that sort of slave mindset, which has been passed on just throughout the generations. I think that will really help in in pushing us forward and helping us climb. I also believe that, like having, you know, a lot of um, people coming over from Africa has been helpful to the black community that are in the West as well. Um, it's been given us another perspective because these are people who are coming from, you know areas where the leadership is black and that's Mm. something that's quite a bit foreign to us Mm. and i think that having stuff like that they they have a different mindset because they know that they can attain leadership positions whereas for us it's a little bit more harder to visualize if you're if you have no representation there so i think having that mixture of people and stuff is helping it's helping us but it's also helping other communities as well i I think I think definitely in, in in addition to that, I think, you know, the education aspect uh, and, and identifying where some of these behaviours come from, I definitely see the benefit in that. But I also think it's worth recognising that we're not, we've moved, like, society has moved forward in a lot of ways, um, not, 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 not necessarily in, in, in as much as it should. But society has moved on, and I think for a lot of people, the the whole slave mentality thing is something that we we kind of put on ourselves, or we or we we almost we we almost you know take that burden that I would say has been has already been 
carried by like the MLK juniors and, and, and the Malcolm X's. Like they they had to do a certain thing. They had to fight a certain way. I see a lot of the time it's almost like we're going back to where they were whilst they've fought and brought us forward, if that makes sense. Mm. Um and, and I think it's it's about recognizing that as well and, and you know, doing your part in, in not in, in not enforcing stereotypes or in not playing to the things that are expected of you. I, I, I think as as well, where uh, Marion you did mention you know, maybe there's a white person that has been born into wealth and, and, you know, maybe we've had to start from the bottom. That's life, you know? And and yeah. I think it's it's never an excuse to say, well, I'm going to be upset and I'm going to sit here because I didn't get the opportunities that that person got. I don't, and I don't think it's ever an excuse because that's just life. The five fingers are not the same. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's an African proverb. And it just means that though they are connected to the same hand, though we're all on the same earth, we might not, we might not all in each be given the same opportunities. We might not all yeah. in each be given the same uh, starting block. Yeah. But we are all in each individuals, all in each have brains capable of thinking for ourselves. Yeah. If that makes sense. Wasn't Joseph a slave before he made it all the way to the top? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, and I think that then also goes into the thing that the Christian has, uh, which is we've got hope, we've got God. So that's a whole other like topic, and I think a Christian who is black should be should be thinking along entirely different lines to maybe a non-Christian who is black, because in as much as we, we 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 understand we are in the same oppression, you know, the rain falls on the just and unjust alike. For the just, they have the hope that God is with them. Mm. Yeah. So, just before we leave the topic of education. Mm. So we've we been talking about how education is important, but what about those people who don't want to be educated or don't see the necessity of being educated or about the, this mindset in, in, in this history that we have? No, I'll let you take that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a very, it's a very difficult question because that is, once again, a mindset question. And I think... Um, it's all. I think it's all about catching people young. Really, I think it's very difficult to change the mindset of somebody who's who's quite um, matured, matured on, and you know, already been through it, through some experiences and believes that you know these all confirm his or her ideas as to why they need to behave a particular way and why they don't need to get involved. Um, I just think that yeah, getting them when they're young and that's sort of. Yeah, it's making sure that black. I still think black history should definitely be taught, but the right kind of black history should be taught to to students. It shouldn't be um, just slavery. There is so much more history before that, and I think that's what adds value to um, a black individual is knowing that you don't have to be this, you know, waste man like mm. <laughs> whatever you know your ancestors were this king or that king or that. You know, just just being able to see that, you know, we weren't just little bush people and all that kind of stuff. I think even education in terms of what it's like, because um, I think that some people as well in the West and um, maybe even in the Caribbean as well, um, don't have the right perception of what Africa's like as well. It's getting people to come over there, being able to see what it's like. I understand that there aren't always like, you know, amazing places there, but it's, it's you know, I think the perception that we've been given a lot 
um, on TV and stuff is not what it's like. And it's like I said, it's about having that education within our community, giving us the right perspectives of what of who we are. Basically, uh, you can't believe anything you see on TV. To be honest, yeah. Like, yeah. And your bus is in Ghana now, and you've got air conditioning. It's so live. <laughs> this is not even a new thing. But, but no, I think I think as well. I think you know the onus is on is on is on those that are willing to be educated to educate those that don't want to be educated, whether they want to or not. And 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 I say that in a sense of when you've got people. Um, I can't think of any any examples, but you know, even even people okay, people like Morgan Freeman. You know, Morgan Freeman got his first proper role, I think, when he was like past fifty or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and and you look at people like that. Those people are in the public eye, and they do things that inadvertently educate people. I think, like Mario was saying earlier on, they provide representation. Now, for those that don't want to be educated, for those whose situations won't allow. I think they've still got those kind of role models. And where we can, or where whoever, you know, does listening, where you've got people who are willing to be educated and people who have educated themselves or have open minds, it's, it's, it's on us then to, to take that information elsewhere. The other place, I think, as well, is, and, and in line with that, I think we have to raise our standards. I think we really have to raise our standards as a people. Like, it's... It's it's not it's not okay to live up to a stereotype because it's expected of you, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think we need to raise our standards. The whole idea of like even this thing of single single parenthood in um, I, I say America because I listen to a lot of American radio. Like it's it's almost expected of a guy if he's not married to a woman to walk away if she gets pregnant. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. or it's almost expected of a a a, a um if if um a couple has uh, has a clash for the girl to take the kids away and the guy doesn't care, like it's almost expected. What about so- something like hypermasculinity within black males? I I, I um again I think because because like you know there's this the stereotype of you have to be like this this manly man gets all the girls. Well, otherwise you're not you're not nothing. But you see, again, I think it it, it goes with raising hands because that's not my understanding of hypermasculinity. What's your what's your understanding? My my understanding of it is like <laughs> this sounds so lame now. Considering what you said, it's being the man, like you know, being 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 top of your game and whatever you're doing. Um, if you have a family, being able to provide, being able to play the man's role in the family. No, that's being masculine. That's, that's that's like masculine. Then you've got hyper, which is just taking it all the way and trying to get everything. Even I even, think that's stupid, man. I don't think that's hyper masculinity. Mario, what, I don't know. What, what do you think? I, I, I just about heard what he said. Sorry. We're talking about um, hyper masculinity in a black community. Masculinity in a black community. Hyper masculinity. Oh, hyper masculinity. Yeah, oh, like, about that, mate. <laughs> well, like, like this. Uh, I mean, you explain it. So, 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 like this thing, where a guy has to be seen to be getting all the girls, have the fast cars, did, 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 being just. Oh. Ad- yeah, yeah. She knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> this, I mean, I'm a woman, so this is good. <laughs> this is different, isn't it? Um, I think that you. I think that we have to be aware that 
this isn't just about black people necessarily it's also about socioeconomic background as well and that sort of general level of you know where the black community is in terms of finance and those kind of things Um, and i think that those kind of things sort of have a knock-on effect in terms of you know black boys becoming frustrated because there's a lot there's a lot really because so, so that, it, it that, starts from school it starts from school and it starts from that sort of you know so you can't get the grades you can't get you know anything like that so you can't really stay within like sort of that education or academic bubble and that comfort and so once you come out of that education kind of thing you're not you don't have that stability anymore you don't have that support and you come out into this world that doesn't really care about you because you haven't done well in what you're supposed to do, which is the education. And so what do you then do? Or well, what is your goal now? Well, well like, so that, I mean, that's, that's my thing. That's my thing where I think before school, the home has to play a part because mm-hmm. the school system, like I've lost faith in the school system completely because it's a however many year old school system that hasn't changed, that hasn't updated itself that treats everyone, whether you're a fork, spoon, uh, or a knife, it tests you by your ability to be a bowl. <laughs> like, it's... it's it, I, I don't... I think before my kid goes to school, in, in at home, he needs to be... He needs to get, like, an, an education there. They say charity begins at home. That's, that's an yeah. old saying. But he needs to get an education at home to know that, okay, yeah, the bad grades at school... Or whatever. Like, again, even bad grades at school. Let, let's look at why you're getting bad grades at school. Because it's it's all about... It's one blanket thing that they're teaching to everyone. If it's not you, because you're not designed as such, fair enough. I think if, if at home our parents are, are doing the right thing in encouraging us and, and helping us realise, yeah, okay, you didn't do well on that test, that's fine. What are you good at? How can you progress? And also, for guys, today in today's day and age, you can set up a business. Like, if you're not in the tech community, Marion, what phone do you use? Uh, HTC One, but I got an upgrade. It's now Sony Xperia XA. Do you know the CEOs of either of those companies? No. All right. My point is, <laughs> I can set up a company. I can do my own thing. And you won't even know who it is that you're dealing with, if that makes sense. Mm. So that idea of, um, I, 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 I can't move forward because of the colour of my skin, that's because you're, you're limiting yourself. You're really limiting yourself. Like, well, we, I think you'll realise that actually maybe they are setting up their own business, it's just not the kind of business you're, you're into. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. But then, you see, that's the thing. You can take that same, why can't you take that same entrepreneurism? Well, I've completely lost the word. Because there, I think you have to bear in mind that there is still um, a daily life to live. And at the end of the day, you still need money to get by. To be honest, most of the people who are probably doing all that fast cars and whatever, their family background might not have the kind of financial stability to be able to help them. I completely, I completely time, get that. I'm trying to set up that business and develop themselves or whatever they need to do to get to that stage. Man, man I, like... I, I get that. But then you're looking at a country like a country like the UK, okay? Mm-hmm. How many, how easy is it to prove and get benefits? Like, to, like, 
I can only use it's a country a like this. Oh yeah, yeah. Now it is. Now it is. But then that's that's too recent to have effect on what we're talking about. If that makes sense. That's. I mean, um, no, because. I think I think the, there's still because there's criteria for benefits, and so at the end of the day, if you're especially if you're a man, that is a I think that would be a lot harder than if you're a woman. The moment I mean, obviously that whole sort of idea of getting someone pregnant and being single and not having a, a man around that was starting to become a bit more of a craze at some point where it was just like and and it was being done to it was being done to get benefits as well, wasn't it? Just yeah. so that it can get placed. Yeah, and I yeah. Think that, yeah, I mean, all of these things tie in, to be honest. I, and it, these are the kind of things I only started to notice, like, when I came out of uni and it was something where looking for a job was, was really, really difficult. Mm. And I realised how much the education system had actually been supporting me. Mm. So, yeah, so I came out and I realised how, how hard it was. Mm. But that's me coming out, you know, at an older age, having been educated and that kind of thing. Whereas if I'd come out when I was a lot younger, I would have found it a lot more difficult. I think I would have, you know, those kind of things that are drawing you to easy money, something that's quick and fast, they become a lot more attractive. And especially if your mom is struggling, if your family struggling, and that's kind of where I was coming mm, down with mm. that whole, um, the white community and the, the finances that are, that are being passed on and what's around them. Because it's something where when you're struggling, at least you've got like some kind of support around you. And I don't want to say that's of, of all the whole white community, please bear in mind there are, you know, a lot of people who are white and, you know, Hustling have a low socioeconomic yeah. background. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's something where, like, for me, when I was going to uni, I was sitting down next to some people and they were telling me about what their dads do. And one of them was like, oh, yeah, he's the CEO of this. And he's, oh, yeah, he's a doctor. And actually, my mum's a doctor as well. And, you know, in the hospital and whatever. And a lot of them were just, like, amazing stuff. And then they just came round to me and I was like, oh, I actually don't know my dad, like, and yeah, my mom's on benefits. Mm. Like, it was, it's really difficult. And then coming out of uni, I would have a completely different experience to them if I did not have some kind of job lined up because I don't have that support. Mm. And that's the same kind of thing I think that these kids are going through. And that's, it's really difficult. And that's why I, I you know, I wouldn't want to condemn them if they do get into those kind of things because society leaves them no other choice. Wow. So I think that there is a lot more that needs to be done. I, I don't know where and how particularly, but mm. I mean, what like you said, I think at least even, you know, the least that we can do um, is as parents, you know, at least try and educate our children that they can, you know, try they can aim to whatever they want to be and that you know that we would be there to try and support them as much as we can yeah. and that's as good as it gets it is. Okay. last question mm. let's make an easy one just to just just to round down <laughs> is do you think racial inequality is something that can be prayed away um my answer yeah would be it has been i mean not it has been as in like it's happened now it's been done before. Racial inequality was such a significant thing in the time of Joseph that even whilst he was prime minister, he wasn't allowed to eat with the other guys because he wasn't he his he was of a different um, like the, the the racism there was that bad. This is a prime minister, and he was he was still relegated to you know to be away. He it was so bad. His the names of his kids are forget my roots. Like literally, he he. 
he went through worse than what we're, we we're going through and yet it was prayer and it was trusting in God that took him to the position that he is so I definitely think if you if you if you're a Christian at least um, not that it will be prayed away but that God will use it for good somehow um, and that's not even just because you're praying for it but that's because that's what God has promised that he will work all things together for good for those that he for those that love him and are called and predestined according to as well Mm-mm. Marian yeah, I mean, um, prayer works. That's how I put it. <laughs> prayer works, and I, I think that if if God can't do it, then who can really? That's, that's a bar. That's, <laughs> that's a bar. Yeah, I, I think it's it's just worth noting that it's not to say it's easy. I, I'm not trying to say it's easy. I'm just trying to say, especially as a Christian, you've got that. You know, you've just got that added benefit. It's more than a benefit. You've got God. And there's nothing. There's nothing greater Mm-mm-mm. than that. Yeah. I think that's been a nice place to round up. I want yeah. to thank Marion for a special guesting. I hope you've. Been, I hope you've enjoyed your experience. Yeah. And and I hope we, we can we can meet you in person one day. <laughs> She's done every now and then. Um, and and yeah, Marion, thank you so much for for coming on. Thank you for inviting me. So guys, leave your comments, your thoughts. Oh. Yeah, I try not to say too much because I don't want you guys to hate me or anything. So, thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, shout out to Partners in Rhyme yeah, yeah. for the intro and outro music. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Calvin Turner for the ordinary amazing logo. Yeah, you can find us on all good podcasting sites at the Blacksmith's Furnace with an apostrophe. You can find us at SoundCloud.com forward slash the Blacksmith's Furnace no apostrophe. You can find us on Twitter at the Furnace UK. You can email us at tbsfamous at hotmail.com yeah is that everything um yeah Marion would you would you just like to uh mention the Black History Man uh his course again please uh, and where people can yeah. find it oh yeah um so it's uh Robin Walker um he's uh the author of When We Ruled um and you can find him at Croydon, Su- Croydon Supplementary Education Project it's um I think it's 32 Sydenham Road um, in Croydon. Mm. So, yeah, you can find him there on Saturdays. And it's a free course that anyone can do um, uh, as well. I think you just have to register, don't you, when he's yeah. running it. But, yeah. Cool. Um, do, do you have any stuff that people can follow you or, or, or find you on? Uh, no, not at the moment. Okay. <laughs> um, also, H, all your photography needs. Um, give him a shout for literature um, events all, all, all that all that jazz and, and he'll be back next week finally hopefully finally <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I guess that's do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, no not right no no alright yeah. I guess this is the Blacksmith's Furnace signing out blow <laughs>